0: Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. We are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back for us. I can't say it enough, Our risen king is on his way back. And he had told me to let the people know that he is coming and that his reward is with him and his wrath will be upon all the nations, all the people who have willingly rejected him. So for us who truly love our Lord and risen king we are not going to give up on him we are going to stand in faith and we shall endure to the end amen amen okay so let's get started today's lesson and exhortation to those greedy fat cat lion pastors and prophets and teachers and greedy bishops okay Listen, as long as God gives me the grace to continue to work in these mission fields, okay, and to let the people know that they have been lying to us. So I am going to stay on this false doctrine of tithing. Because you see, it's it's through that false practice, is where these greedy apostate Creatures have us in their clutches, okay? And listen, all of that is tying into the lust and the greed for money that we have. Now, look, I understand it because I get it. I, too, was once a tither, okay? Because I believe the lie that if we give God money... He is going to give us a hundredfold back as if we are investing like they do in the world, like this is some Ponzi scheme that if we only give just 10% of a dollar to the Lord, meaning that if we bring him a dime, oh, he's going to give us back a thousand dollars because if we leave it up to the fat cat greedy pastor who loves to boast about just how God has blessed him because he tithes on the regular, and that is why he got the mansions and that's why he got the luxury vehicles and all the vacation trips that him and his first lady, Ladybug, can travel. And so, the fact that we don't have such luxuries is because one, we robbing God, according to them that we are robbing God, that we are not operating in faith to believe God will uh, help us pay our bills, keep us from being sick, not allowing anything bad to come into our lives because See, what the pastor don't know, that some of us who are still stuck in sin, okay, God is chastening us. So that is why we get in the um, the trials and the tribulations coming our way. But oh, no, no, you leave it to the fat cat pastor. It's not because we have not repented. It's not because that we are using his grace as a license to sin. It's not that we have that we have not put away the sins because it's not because of that. The reason why these troubles are coming our way. Now, it is because we are robbing God. And so therefore, we are up under his curse. So we are going to crack open our bibles today because you see it's not enough okay it is not enough to know that they are in fact lying to us okay we need to go into the scriptures for ourselves finally okay finally to go and see the lie that they have been telling us because according to the word of god they have been lying on god Okay, And so that is why, thank you, Holy Spirit, we need to do some investigating for ourselves. So let's go into prayer before we start. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We get the memo that we need to repent, turn from our sins, lay down our wicked ways and lifestyles, and turn to you. Turn to you through your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died a horrific death for us. But glory be to God, that wasn't the end of the story. He rose out of the grave. And so that resurrection is what we look to. That is where we put our hopes in so that one day at the right time, you will send him back. And these lowly, fleshly bodies will be resurrected unto new life. And so, Father, our hope, our hope is in our risen King. And so, Father, as we study your word today, we are tithing and sowing seed is concerned. I ask that you guide us rightly. May the Holy Spirit give us fresh insight and revelation that Father, they've been lying. They've been lying on you, Father. So help me. Give me the words to say. As we walk through the scriptures to see, in fact, it has all been a lie. You would never, you would never tell us to put our eyes on earthly things. You have told us we need to look above, that our treasures are stored up in heaven. Amen. And so, Father, may the teaching of this lesson be all of you. May it bring glory to you, Father. Use me. I'm just a vessel. I am low, 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 low down to the ground, Father. And it is a privilege and an honor to be able to do what you called me to do by your grace and so father i love you and i love your people and thank you for bringing and pulling me out of the corruption in jesus name we pray amen amen okay folks so we are going to be addressing once again the false doctrine of tithing okay because you see The reason why, according to the pastor, that we have to come to church, okay? Because the way that they slow kill us in the spirit with that false doctrine of church membership, and you have to have a covering, and that you have to have a a home to go to, as if we don't already have a home now, if you look through my catalog, I've already discussed and dissected and exposed the false doctrine of church membership, church home, uh what else? Uh pastor coverings, spiritual coverings. Do we need that? Um the false doctrine of what I decree, I declare, okay, and what else? Oh, pleading the blood of Jesus. All of those tools, okay, those tricks of the devil is what the apostate preacher used to browbeat us, to beat us in the head that if we do not come to church, if we do not have a covering, then we are rebels, we are of the devil, and if we don't come into their church, okay, God is mad at us, and the fact that we are not are there to tithe so of course we see where his panic thank you holy spirit because he panics okay he panics every week because he's looking for those ducats in the buckets why because he's operating in lust and greed and vainglory and he got his eye on the next wolf in sheep clothing looking over there at their mega churches, seeing that how they got tens and thousands of of goats, okay? Because they're not sheep, goats over there, okay? Yeah, it may be some sheep among them, but there's a whole lot of goats over there because I was one of them. And so he got his lustful, greedy, covetous, uh, apostate eyeballs over there on the next wolf across town seeing how he got the bigger car this month he's now putting another extension onto the sanctuary why because he duping them in the head as well with the false doctrine of tithing and let me just tell you okay god does not need money what he's going to do with money because if you leave it up to the lion uh, pastor It's because so that he can go out, okay, and spread the gospel throughout the world and somebody got to keep these lights on. Somebody got to make sure that the staff gets paid. Somebody got to make sure that the uh, toilets get cleaned out and cut the grass and make the food and print up all the bulletins and all of this overhead, okay? But you see, if he would just stop, With all of these manipulated games that people will give. We know it takes money to run anything, okay? Just like out in the world, it takes money to run a business. And our own households, right it takes money to run this house why because the rent gotta get paid the light bill gotta get paid the cable gotta stay on so we get it it takes money to keep things going but if you preaching sound christian doctrine if you are holding on to the teachings of the lord jesus christ and what he preached and he preached on repentance that if we don't stop it we shall go to hell okay and yes preach on his love because it was love that nailed our savior to the cross in the first place so If you was over there preaching the full counsel of God, well, then guess what? The fear of God will be among the people so that we can take what we glean from you and from the Holy Spirit and go tell somebody else. And we can start a ministry of reconciliation to tell the people that, yes, God loves you, but he's going to want you to stop sinning. Because sin is what stops us and break that fellowship. But Pastor, if all you are talking about is getting on Jesus' uh, hot ticket out of hell, and now we can have the good life and you are keeping our eyes on earthly things. Well, you are doing us a disservice and you need to stop it. You need to repent, Pastor. Now, cut it out because God done already told us over there in 2 Peter chapter 2 that if you don't stop it, blackest darkness is in your future, okay? So, now, let's get back to the topic at hand, okay? Let's, like I said, crack open these Bibles for ourselves and see what's going on because, look, You have a lot of people in church, a lot of well-meaning Christians like I was. Listen, I wasn't trying to intentionally send myself to hell, but I knew that um, the pastor didn't put enough fear of the Lord in me to stop it, okay? And so, and because I wanted nice things too, I wanted my bills to be paid, I didn't want to be sick all the time. You know, I'm trying to carry babies in my womb and they just keep dropping. I don't know what's going on. I got this autoimmune disease that at times is out of control it's like yes so those tickling ear messages about the blessing about abraham's blessing and that how you can get in on jesus ticket to the good life and that what he meant at the cross when he said it is finished Not that he perfectly fulfilled the law on our behalf because he was sinless and perfect and that now we don't have to uh, be in this struggle and trying to justify ourselves with works of the law to be justified in the eyes of God. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what they taught us. They taught us that when Jesus said, it is finished He said, and I quote, okay, that means that we ain't got to be sick no more, we ain't got to be poor no more, and hallelujah, thank you, Lord, that the curse is no longer on us. Nothing about sin being eradicated. Nothing about, you know, that the power of sin no longer has mastery over us. No, not that now the free gift of repentance is coming on the scene because we have trusted and Jesus finished work at the cross. And now through his shed blood, we can have forgiveness of our sins. So that way we don't want to have the want to sin anymore even though we still in this fleshly body okay and now our regenerated spirits will always be in contention with the flesh man who act like he don't know how to lay down and stay down right holy spirit he don't know how to lay down and stay down and so there will always be this war but they ain't talking about none of that no it's all about now I can get in on Jesus' ticket because he did everything for us. And so now we ain't got to do much but just ride the coattails down to the Saks Fifth Avenue. Oh, no, no, no. So let's see where they get in all the brow beating from. Because this is the indoctrination of it all because all of them do that. And this is... Now, I also did a teaching on uh, 10 pastors that we absolutely need to avoid i also did a teaching on um right holy spirit about oh signs that you will know that you are in fact in an apostate church i also did a teaching on um uh, what was it? Seven signs, I believe, or 14 signs that you are serving a fake Jesus. Okay. Because see, let's, let us all be clear. Okay. There is a false church and it is on every single corner, just about in America and across the world. Okay. Where you have these wolves and sheep clothing, banking on us putting them duckets in the buckets to feed their lavish lifestyles okay because they are the ones that got the big house and the fancy cars and and all the money 20 million dollars 40 million dollars 750 million dollars kenneth copeland really meanwhile we on the bus okay, we are are riding hooties, okay, praying and hoping by God's grace that we can get on down to your brick and mortar building so that you can further kill us, no, we ain't doing that anymore, so let's see what they love to twist and massage and browbeat us with, and it is their loving Malachi 310, now, I also did a teaching. Yeah, because you see, Jesus wants me to put out these teachings so that we can be made aware. Because listen, at the end of the day, it's not about no money. It is about repentance. Okay? We need to repent. Lay down the sin. Leave it alone. Don't go back to that vomit. But if we are not uh, have teachings, if no one is telling us, Okay, that if we don't stop it, we're going to hell. And say it like that, hell. Don't be like, well, you know, that the curse is going to be on your lives, that you're going to always have problems. So y'all don't want to have problems, right? Okay, well, then make sure that you're tied. No, tell me, give me some fire and brimstone. You know what I mean? Light my feet with some fire. Light it up and tell me that I will go to hell in my pornography, in my masturbation, in my fornication, in my adultery, in my lying, my stealing, my hatred, my envying, all of that. All of that. If I don't stop it, I'm going to hell. So back to Malachi 3.10 what they love to beat you in the head with, okay? So this is where the lie began, okay? Now, I'm going to read the scripture that they put the fear of living God in you that if you don't bring God his money, then, well, he's going to put a curse on you, okay? So now look, Malachi 3.10, here we go. Let me, okay, let me first go up to verse 8 because this is what sets the tone for the lie here we go you uh should people cheat god yet you have cheated me and the king james says you have robbed me okay but you ask what do you mean when did we ever cheat you you have cheated me out of the tithes and offerings due to me you are under a curse For your whole nation has been cheating me. Verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it put me to the test. Now, they stop right there. Now, what I just read to you, if you don't have any other understanding about why God was saying this in the first place, you would think that the fact that you don't tithe, okay, and you've been robbing God because you haven't been bringing in them tithes and offerings, and so your punishment is going to be the curse, okay? And their backhanded promise, the fake, phony, greedy pastor's backhanded uh promise is that but if you do it because you see in the word here that god will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour you out this great big old blessing you ain't gonna have enough room for it and they stop right there and then that's when the music starts that's when the music starts to get you all riled up in your spirit right and out come the buckets Okay, so now, give us a heads up, Cynthia. What did they mean by we've been robbing God, right? Okay, first of all, the way that I just read that, the way how they read it, that's called twisting of the scriptures, okay? Because if they would have given you the beginning of chapter 3 of Malachi, that we would see that it was talking about a coming day of judgment, how eventually the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come on the scene. And if we jump down to verse six, that segment is now talking about a call to repentance, okay? Because you see, what was happening was that you had the corrupt priest, okay? This is who God was talking to. He wasn't talking to Israel, he wasn't, he definitely was not talking to us. The new century believers um the new testament believers in christ in the 21st century he wasn't even talking to us he was talking to these corrupt priests because look what they were doing hold on let me let me go back up here where it says um what they was doing okay well you know what i'm going to take it from verse one okay and bring us down to verse six here we go look I am sending my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. Talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Giving prophecy here, okay? The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's army. Verse 2, but who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He's talking about Jesus. Verse 3, he will sit like a refiner of silver burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites. Okay, those are those priests okay he will purify the levites refining them like gold and silver so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the lord and so god was giving these corrupt levites the business okay okay because uh they were offering unacceptable sacrifices and then we read about how Um, He's saying down, because look, I'm going to jump down to verse 5, okay? At that time, I will put you on trial. He's talking to the corrupt priest, okay? I am eager to witness against all sorcerers and adulterers and liars. This is in the middle of a judgment. Malachi 3.10, thank you, Holy Spirit, is not about a blessing. It's nothing good if you will coming out of malachi three ten, where your checkbook is concerned it is not okay okay he's giving these corrupt piece of priests the business and then he goes on to say i will speak against those who cheat employees of their wages Who oppress widows and orphans. Or who deprive the foreigners living among you of justice. For these people do not fear me. Says the Lord of heaven's armies. Okay. Verse 6. He's he's putting his foot. You know where. Okay. I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why your descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Verse 7, giving them the business. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Where is he talking about a blessing finna come your way? No, it's by his grace and mercy that he hadn't already destroyed you, corrupt priest. Come on now. So now look, where I say, where was I? Right. Ever since, verse 7 of Malachi 3, every since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you. That is called repenting. He is telling them to repent. Stop all the foolishness we just read about and return back to me. But oh no, no. The fat cat pastor, okay, is telling us, That sentence right there, now return to me and I'll return to you. They saying that if we give God money on the return, he's going to give it back to us. Not even letting us know that God was giving them the business. And he's telling them, look, y'all better repent and turn back to me, that is what he was talking about when he said, now return to me, he wasn't talking about return the money back to me, because you've been robbing me of the moolah, of the cheddar, no, okay, he's talking about for them to lay down their sins, repent, repent and return back to me like in times past like you've been doing like you've been offering acceptable sacrifices return back to that let's give back thank you holy spirit let's give back on the good foot okay and then i'll come back to you but as it stands right now i'm giving you the business okay now look and here go the uh, corrupt priests because they act like they don't know. Okay. But you ask, how can we return when we've never gone away? Uh, look, the whole backstory to that is that they were saying, what you mean repent? We ain't got nothing to repent about. We ain't doing nothing wrong. What? And this is why they need to get the business, okay? They are actually blind, if not arrogant, to think that what they're doing is good to go. And it is not, okay? Verse 8, should people cheat God, okay? Yet you have cheated me, okay? Now, he's talking about those unacceptable sacrifices, okay? Okay, you are the priest. You are supposed to be, you know, doing these sacrifices on behalf of other people for their sins when all the while, just like the the 21st century apostate preacher who ain't doing right in the eyesight of God, well, they wasn't doing right either. And look, they got the nerve to even ask this, okay? And God goes on to say, but you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You're talking about the arrogance. You got a nerve to talk about how, Um, what you mean to repent? I ain't got nothing to repent about. And what you mean robbing you? We ain't robbed you. I'm telling you right now, God is gracious. Okay? Gracious that he didn't just slap them down right in the middle as this was coming out of their apostate throats. Right? Look, and so God is, uh, let me tell you something. First of all, God don't have the answer to no one, but he's going to give them an answer. Okay, look, he says, you have cheated me out of the tithes and the offerings due to me. And you see how we just pull all of uh, chapter three, verse one down into this thing about the tithing. Now it makes sense what he was talking about, because you see, they cherry picked about uh, how we've been robbing God of the tithes and offerings when He wasn't even talking to us. So this do not apply to us. And then it goes right into you know, um, because they wanted to know, okay, what you mean we've been cheating you, and so God is letting them know you've been you've been cheating me of the tithes and the offerings due to me. You are under a curse. You the corrupt priests not us cuz you see the word you thank you holy spirit thank you for the interpretation of the word of god verse 9 that pronoun you is not for us that you is for them corrupt priests god god is having a conversation with them he's talking with them he's letting them know that y'all been bringing up in here, my temple, these unacceptable sacrifices, okay, and so now he's talking to them, you are under a curse, right, for your whole nation has been cheating me, all of y'all, all All of y'all have been cheating me, and now here's the verse 10, okay, now bring all them tithes up into my storehouse, okay, so there'll be enough food in my temple, temple, not brick and mortar churches. We're talking about the temple. And we know that a temple does not stand anymore. Right? So look. So he says to bring all that into the storehouse. So, and then, and he, and look, even in his judgment, he's about to give them some restoration by saying that when you repent and you turn back to me and you bring the correct ties back up here in this storehouse, then we get. If you, you, he's talking to them priests. When you, the you in this verse is not to us. The you in this verse is to them because he's still talking to them. Okay, he didn't just stop and now he's looking at the church. No, he's still talking to them. He says, if you do, then I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing. And what were those blessing? Crops. So anyway, that's the Malachi 310 lie that these fake phony pastor uses to dupe us with. So now I said all of that backstory to bring us to today's lesson. Okay, 12 facts. That every sincere follower of Jesus should know about tithing. Now, we just saw here, Amalekites 3.10, let's unbrainwash our brains, okay? Come up out of the indoctrination. God was not talking to us. We just saw. We cracked open the Bible, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, he walked us through the context of, of that verse to see that god was talking to them corrupt priests and he was saying you need to repent you've been robbing me you need to bring the tithes back in and if you do so then i will open the windows of heaven for you okay take us out of the picture we had let me tell you them apostate preachers had no business pulling us into this conversation that God was having. He was giving them the business to them corrupt priests. We should have never, if anything, we should have just sat back and read and see how God don't play, okay? If anything, thank you, Holy Spirit. If they wanted to use that They should have been using that when they was telling us about we need to repent, how we need to have the fear of the Lord, and that how if we don't stop it, he's going to give us the business, and then this is where they should have been pulling Malachi 3.10, actually Malachi 3, the whole chapter, to show us how God don't play when it comes to the sin, okay? That's where Malachi 3.10 and them should have been been taught and not twisted so look 12 facts that we need to know about tithing okay okay because see new testament okay given when we give now that we are over here under grace right us new testament believers we have given principles okay that are clear in the letters of paul and he made it clear that every believer should give willingly without regard to percentage amount. Stop hearing all oh, about this 10%. Cause let me tell you, the the t- for me, okay, which makes sense that the very first red flag, okay, that you know that you're in an apostate church is when they bring out that Malachi 310 talking about we are under a curse. If we don't tithe, grab your hat, grab your coat, and tip your hips on out of there. Grab your pocketbooks and run. That is a wolf in sheep clothing. He is putting you back up under the curse because tithing is part of the law. And so... Like I said, we should give willingly with no percentage amount. Okay? It can't get any clearer than this. So let each one gives as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And we see that in 2 Corinthians 9 7. For if there is first a willing mind it is accepted according to what one has okay and not according to what he does not have and we see that in second corinthians 8 12 because look what if you don't have 10 percent to give what if if only you have five dollars five dollars to give okay and you want to give that because you want to help the pastor out with what the uh light bills the uh ac staying on and the heat staying on you know you want to help the uh, church secretary to be able to print out the um the bulletins and the programs and the whatnots. You want to help, but because of where you at financially in life, the $5, now you going to church happy. That's right. You going to church happy with that $5 to give, and you giving it cheerfully, and God is saying, yes, that's my son, that's my daughter, okay? Because every little bit counts. Y'all, I'm I'm really trying not to get emotional and start crying because, (sighs) okay, hold on, hold on a minute. Because for so long, we were sitting up in those churches believing the lie that, this is what god needs and it is not we we weren't being blessed i can tell you that for a fact where's my land rover where's my five million dollar condo i still don't have it okay okay so now look now look and the reason why it's so emotional emotional for me is because you got people right now who swear to this, that yes, they have to tithe, they have to do it, and let me tell you, for all of y'all who are listening, please share this, okay, download the link, put it on your social media, uh, send it to the people in your phones, emails, whatever you got to do, anybody who knows, anybody who is stuck on that they have to tithe, please By the mercy of God, I beg you, share this with them. They don't have to do it. They don't. Now, if on their own, okay, if they want to give, let's say, a 10%, Okay, fine. Then they can still do that, but don't do it under the compulsion. Thank you, Holy Spirit, under the compulsion that if you don't do the 10% that God is going to get you. No, no, no. Listen, if you got if you got it like that to get $500, think ahead. Do it because out of your heart, cheerfully, out of a willing mind that you have already set it up in your brain, that this is what I'm going to give. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing people financially that have the means to do so. Okay? And they should get the same applaud, if you will, as the one that bringing in the $5. Okay? Nobody is any more special because i'm bringing in five dollars and you bringing in five thousand dollars we all should be working for the kingdom amen okay so now look the question becomes that if a person is obligated to pay ten percent of their income in perpetuity okay it becomes a payment of necessity. And that is what Second Corinthians 9, 7 was saying. That we need to give not out of necessity, not out of grudgingly like, oh, let me go and give up this money because I don't want God to give me. And so now you're not doing it out of love. You're not doing it cheerfully. You're doing it out of duty. So here you go. No, I'm like, but well, then keep it. Uh, listen, if you gotta, if you gotta give me something under them terms, I don't want it. No, so could you imagine God? How much more so God, right? Okay, so look, because if we do it like that, it becomes a payment of necessity and can turn into grudging giving if they can't afford to pay the ten percent. So here we go. I'm going to try to close with these 12 facts, okay? And we still in the Bible because I got some scriptures, okay? Okay? So now look, here are some facts that we need to know about this whole tithing business. Number one, okay? The tithe was food, not money. The tithe was food, crops, and animals. And we see that in Deuteronomy 14.22. So let's Come over here to Deuteronomy 14.22 to see what it actually says. It says, okay, and the title of it is The Giving of Tithes, okay? You must, okay, talking to Israel, okay, because see, this is all part of the law, okay? You must set aside a tithe of your crops. 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 I don't see him saying gold, bullions, or silver. No, he's saying crops. One-tenth of all the crops you harvest each year. Let me give you a bonus on verse 23. Bring this tithe. This, this what? The crops. Crops. Bring this tithe to the designated place of worship. The place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored and eat it there in his presence. This applies to your types of what? Grain. Come on now. Grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn males of your flocks and herds. Doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. So where in there do we see that it turned into money? And I don't care what that lying pastor has to tell you about. Well, because obviously we don't have flocks and herds. So come on now. Now it is now it's about money. Okay, show me in scripture, Pastor, where God changed his mind about what the tithe was. Okay, show me. No, don't give me any symbolisms, Don't give me any analogies. And don't give me, well, it just stands the reason that since we can't slaughter animals, then it must mean money. And now money is the uh, representative of the flocks. I ain't buying that. Absolutely not. Okay, number two, people who were poor did not tithe. They did not tithe. And just like the person who is willingly bringing the $5, which I'm quite sure they could have used that to get some milk and bread with it. Okay, they poor. They poor. And we do not want to exclude the poor from coming in and hearing the word of God. Nor, thank you, Holy Spirit, should we shame them for what they put in the bucket. Okay? Because you see, as many times I done sat up under that wolf in sheep clothing, he made fun of poor people. Oh, he despised the poor. Oh, you couldn't tell him that uh, that he's never going to be poor again? And he said, and I keep telling y'all as a as a witness, he said, I will never go to heaven broke. Oh, you think you're going to heaven? Because because you see, that's what we need to be talking about, Pastor. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, well, you need to repent. Okay. So let's look over here in Deuteronomy 14, 28. Okay at the end of every third year bring the entire type of that year's harvest harvest crops grains these flocks okay harvest and store it in the nearest town verse 29 give you a little bonus okay give it to the levites you know the ones who was supposed to be over there in Malachi three ten, that's supposed to be bringing the acceptable uh uh sacrifices. Okay, God is saying to give it to them. Okay, who will receive no allotment of land among you, as well as to the foreigners living among you, the orphans and the widows in your towns, so that they can eat and be satisfied. Then the Lord your God will bless you in all your work. God is saying that the fact that in his temple is a storehouse. And that is where all the grains and the crops are being stored at because the Levites, um, they don't work. So, you know, um, they got to eat. And the orphan and the widows, they ain't got no money either. They can't afford the tithe, but they need to eat. And so the reason why it's being stored up over there is so that they can eat. It got nothing to do about money. Again, and this is why we need to have lessons like this through the Holy Spirit to walk us through the scriptures to see what this tithing was all about in the first place. We need to get the backstory so that we can keep it all in context as to why they haven't us tied, And that is why there is a lot of confusion where tithing is concerned. Some people swear out that we have to tithe, and then you have the ones that say, no, we do not have to tithe. So, no wonder there is this massive confusion going on. But we see seeing right now, tithing is not. For the New Testament believer, we give willingly, we're not saying that we're not going to give no money to the church. No, we're going to give as we purpose in our minds and heart already before we get there. Listen, or or when we are there and the Holy Spirit prompts us to give a different amount or maybe a lesser amount, whatever the case may be, it's no longer that we have to give exactly a 10%. Now, if we choose to give a 10%, then that's on us. That's what we want to give a 10%, but we're not going to give it because we are adhering to the law that was given to Israel about tithing. If we look, if we want to give 20%, we give that. If we look, if we really got it like that, if we really balling like that, if we want to give it all, just give the whole paycheck. If that's the case, then we can do that too, cheerfully. Number three, you are under a curse if you are a tither, which means observing the Levitical laws, okay? And let's go to Galatians 3.10 because clearly it states that if you attempt to do any, you must do them all. So come on. Come on, let's go over here to to Galatians because we got to see what's going on, okay? We got to see what's been going on and how we've been duped into believing that we got to keep any of the law, okay? And now look. And this is where we got to start raising our hands and start asking some questions, Pastor, because just 10 minutes ago, he was preaching on the grace of God and how we are now up under grace and through Jesus' sacrifice and all that goodness that took place at the cross, we are now under grace. Okay, got that memo, but then why are you having us go back to the law? Because of tithing. See, it's not making any sense. And I don't care, because let me tell you, they are very charismatic, they are very prolific, and they talk a good game. Okay? They are very emotional, they're very animated. Oh, and they read it with great authority of the scriptures. And so, and we look into them to um, feed us God's word in its entirety. So look, Galatians 3:10. Come on, let's go over here. Look what it says. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God uh, with God are under his curse, for the scriptures say, "Cursed is ev- is everyone who does not observe and obey all all the commands that are written in god's book of the law because let me tell you there are 613 laws okay so if he's having y'all keep one which is that tithing okay okay then you got to keep all 612 and if you don't okay you are under god's curse That's the curse that we are under because we over here back in the law. Back over there where we got set free from. Jesus said, if the son has set you free, you are free indeed. Why is he having you back over there? You want to know why? Because he wants your money. It is always about that money bag. Come on. We got to start asking some questions. Okay. Okay. Now, look. Number four, any church building made of brick and mortar is not God's storehouse. Because we just saw over there in Malachi 3.10, the one they love to twist up, okay, about bringing meat into the storehouse. Now, the storehouse was only at the temple. We're talking about Solomon's temple, Okay, and we know that that temple got burnt down to the ground as well as the second temple got burnt down to the ground. So, okay, because if you're going to tithe under the Levitical laws, well, then there are certain steps you got to do because if not, you're not even doing tithing correctly. So he just got y'all all over the place, just like he had me all over the place. I'm supposed to be tithing, but I'm not even doing that, okay? (laughs) There got to be trumpets that got to be blown. There got to be animals that got to be slaughtered and burned and and eaten and crops, okay? If you all don't have no farms anywhere, okay, it was about bringing in crops and grains and vegetables and new wines and new oils, all of that. You got to do it perfectly because Jesus did it perfectly, amen okay so what makes us any different or oh, what are we better than our master oh so the way how the fat cat lion apostate preacher is telling us how to tithe oh that's the right way to do it i don't think so so look let's go over to first corinthians 16 19 okay because there ain't no more temples there ain't Dang, because that is where they brought the tides to, okay? All right, so we ain't got no more temples. So where are we supposed to be bringing the tide to? Oh, to you, fat cat pastor? Yeah, I bet you do. So now look, 1 Corinthians 16, 19. The churches here in the province of Asia send greetings in the Lord as do Aquila and Priscilla. And all the others who gather in their homes for church meetings. That's where, listen, they think they're so slick, okay? You see, again, again, I can't say it enough. We need to go into the Bible to see what God has to say about His Word, where temples and churches, our concern for us New Testament believers, okay. We are the church, we are little temples running around meeting together. That is us having church, okay. And if we are going to give anything, okay, listen if we want to bring someone a bag of vegetables, okay, giving, then we'll do that too. If we want to give someone, you know, um um our time. Okay, then that's part of the giving too. It don't always have to be money, right, Holy Spirit? It don't don't always have to be about money, but because we got money on the brain, because of the fat, cat, greedy, liar, and I can't say it enough, apostate preacher, okay? Put it into our brains that tithing is only about money. So anytime we thinking about giving to the church, we thinking about money. And you see, that is how programming works, okay? That is how the MKUltra programming works. It keeps telling you something over and over and over again. It keeps making these um, associations that when we think church, we think money. Come on now. Right? Thank you, Holy Spirit, right? Come on. Every time you think about going to church, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Now I gotta give them some money. Yes, that's why you listen. We all the same human beings, okay? I thought so the the first time at the gate too. late, man, I gotta give them some money. All right, yeah. And then you get browbeated with the twisting of the scripture to uh make us think that no God wants the money. Otherwise, we are under the curse. No, so we just saw that church is us. The, the bible is clear it says that do you not know that our bodies are the temple the temple of the holy spirit we is it y'all okay that brick and mortar no i ain't gonna say the church no i'm gonna say his back office where he keeps that safe that is not the storehouse of god don't let him fool you listen thank you holy spirit the church's bank account is not the storehouse of God. It is not. That is not where you store up your money never to be seen again. Meanwhile, oh, it's new carpeting coming into the church. Oh, now he has left this church building. He is now building him a, a 50,000 seat sanctuary on the, on the old plot of this old airport. Okay, so now we're going to go over there and he really going to beat you in the head with the false doctrine of tithing over there because see, now there's more bills over there that got to be paid. Okay, number five, anyone attempting to be justified by tithing is alienated from Christ and you have fallen from grace. And we can look at Galatians 5, 4 because you see, we are talking about... (coughs) Excuse me, oh I ne- I should have brought me some water, okay? We're talking about twelve facts that every sincere follower of Jesus Christ, our risen king and Lord, should know about tithing. okay? now number five now let's go over here, come on because we we bending, we breaking open our Bibles today, okay? We're gonna bend these pages. Galatians 5, okay, and we will see how by, um, if we try to keep any other law and how we are alienated, now look, okay, now chapter 5 of Galatians, okay, the heading for that is freedom, freedom in Christ, okay, not being slaves to the law anymore, but uh, freedom in Christ, now I said what, Galatians 5, 4, but guess what? We're going to start at verse 1. Okay? Because you know how we must keep everything in context. Okay? So now look. Galatians 5.1 So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Come on. How, how clearer can Paul be? He's letting us know Jesus set us free from the law. I'm going to say it again. Jesus set us free from the law. And one of the laws were tithing. Tithing as well as Sabbath keeping. Because you see, you can't tell some of y'all that we're not supposed to keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath was also part of the law. You had to sacrifice. You had to blow trumpets. All of that, Jesus Christ is now our Sabbath. Over here, everything goes through, revolves around Jesus Christ and him crucified. Our resurrected king set us free from all of that. We can still rest. Listen, okay, because the Sabbath, right, was all about resting from your works, right? Okay, rest. Rest. But do it over here in Christ because if you're resting over there under the Levitical Sabbath, you got to do some other stuff, okay? That means absolutely no work at all. That means checking emails. That means checking the mailbox. That means cooking, cleaning, whatever it is that you got to work at. I don't care how small or great. And you got to sacrifice some animals, Unless you all got some bullpens around here, you're not even keeping the Sabbath. Just like you're not even doing tithing correctly. So come on, we see right here. Crack it open. The Bible makes sense. It, and when it don't make sense, it's because you're not reading it for yourself or and not or, and you're listening to lies from the apostate pulpit. Look, we've been set free, okay? I don't care what you say. Because, see, look, at this point, I got to take this stand of boldness to let the church know I don't care what you say. We don't obey the law. Yes, the law is holy and is good and it is righteous, but it was a shadow type pointing to Jesus it was pointing to him to come and guess what he came and guess what he fulfilled every jot and tittle of it he didn't do away with it because those who don't want to come to Christ guess what this law especially them 10 commandments oh they're going to testify against you once you drop the body suit so look verse 1 I'm going to say it again. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery to the law. Verse 2, listen, exclamation point, Paul is screaming. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. Verse 3, I'll say it again. I'll say it again because apparently they weren't getting the memo either. Okay, just like over here in the 21st century, we seem to not want to get the memo either. Why? Because we believe in that God is a money tree and if we shake it hard enough, we're going to get paid. Now, get your eyes off of mammon. Get your eyes off this earth. Get your eyes off thinking that God is your Santa Claus and that he sent his son, another Santa Claus, to bless you. Absolutely not. Now look, verse 3, Paul says, I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, circumcised, you must obey every, not one or two, every regulation in the whole law of Moses, glory be to God, he can't say it enough. He just said, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit from the throne room of God in heaven, I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God meaning that if you're trying to get on God's good side by giving him your money and that how he going to give you some money back it ain't going to work no no because you are back over there in the slavery of the law and and he says that if you're trying to do that okay well then guess what you must you must obey every every E-V-E-R-Y people, every regulation in the whole law of Moses, all 613. And who knows how many other, I, I think I've read or, or was taught something like um, those lying Pharisees, right? They was heaping on more commandments and traditions of men on top of the people. And it was something like some extra between 300 to 500 extra commandments you can't keep them all you can't even keep the two that you're trying to hold on to that tithing and that sabbath keeping because you're not i can't say it enough you ain't got no bulls and you ain't got no farms that have grains right and now look verse four for if you are trying to make yourselves right with god by keeping the law well guess what you have been cut off you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God given us his grace in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is now through grace. We are under a new dispensation, people. We are no longer under the confines of the law where we have to keep all its regiments all of his commandments, all of his requirements, because otherwise there's a penalty, a penalty. But guess what? Jesus took the penalty for us already. Even though he kept every law, every commandment, every ordinance, everything, he died a sinner's death. He took it all. Because if that's the case, then he didn't have to go through all of that. If you're trying to keep on to the Lord, come on now. He's your Christ. He's your Lord and Savior and Master. Why are you trying to keep killing him? He died once for all. No more sacrifices is needed. It's done. That is why we don't tithe because we need to sacrifice. He was the last lamb slain. There is no need for a sacrifice. So even if you wanted to, here we go back to the slavery of the law and go get you some lambs and bulls and rams and all that so that you can keep it correctly, then Christ died for nothing because the Bible calls him the last lamb slain. Glory be to God. (sighs) Number six. Okay. Things that we need to know about tithing. Okay. Number six. Most All pastors spend the tithes and offerings on their excessive living and personal pleasure. That's a fact. If you don't believe me, come on. I'm going to take you on a trip here. Let's go over here to 2 Peter. Because, see, y'all playing. Y'all playing. Y'all playing. (laughs) Now, The money is not going to the pastor, okay? He needs that sixty-five million dollar jet because you know what? Cause China has to get to, uh preach the gospel to, and um he ain't got time to be um uh, down at the airports because the airport schedule is not on God's schedule, so he needs to go at the drop of a hat. Really? Okay. Let's see what Second Peter. Gotta say about your pastor who needs the jet set. Okay, now look, here we go. <laughs> Where do I start? Because the whole chapter is so wonderful. Okay, talking about the dangers of false teachers. Now, look, let us. Okay, I'm going to jump down. I want to read it all, but for the sake of time, okay, I'm going to start with verse 14. Okay. And to let you know, okay, what's really going on with this pastor, with his excessive living and his personal pleasure, okay, that he using the church money for, okay, don't believe the lie. Verse 14, they, they, okay, talking about the false teacher because that's what he is, okay, they commit adultery with their eyes. And their desire for sin is never satisfied. Okay, so every week you can count on being beat in the head with Malachi three ten and old blessed uh, Melchizedek over there. Uh, don't don't even get me started. On that teaching again, cause I did that teaching too. Okay, Malachi. Well, could you see over here in the in the uh, New Testament? It talks about tithing. See, see. No, I'm not talking about the law. No, see over here. It talks about tithing, cause the pastor explained to us how um Abraham on the road back from a battle, he ran into Melchizedek and he gave him a tithe. Yes. But that was just a recounting of a story, Precious. That, that didn't mean that what the fake apostate preacher should have done was uh, create a whole doctrine of devils about tithing. In the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, the writers, was just telling us what happened. How Abraham, yes, on the way back from a battle, ran into Melchizedek. Melchizedek gave him a blessing, and because since the uh, 12 tribes of Israel was going to come out of Abraham's loins, and the fact that uh, Abraham gave him a tithe, and so that through his loins, the Levitical priesthood, okay, remember those corrupt priests, okay, they came out of Abraham's loins, and that they were going to be in charge of the tithe, right, and so, and and through them, that uh, they are gonna uh, bring the tithes over there into the uh, storehouses, and so the writers of, of can't say it enough, Hebrews was just letting us know what happened, and, and The whole focus of them even talking about Malachi and Abraham in the first place was they were talking about Jesus, that how now Jesus is our high priest, okay, Um, how his blood now covers us and how... Um, our sins are forgiven and how he's the high priest no longer our sacrifices are being made and 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 so they were saying that how like jesus now in the order of melchizedek and because very much i mean very little is written about melchizedek The writer was giving us this story about how Father Abraham, and we all know how great Father Abraham is, and so how he just ran into him, gave him a tithe, because he uh, blessed him, Melchizedek blessed him, and then they was talking about tithing a little further about how through his loins abraham loins that the tribe of levites will come through his loins and god has appointed them to be uh, the priests, and that's to whom we give our tithes to that don't mean now a whole doctrine of tithing is created over there in the new testament absolutely not so look getting back to why you feel the pastor needs all this money okay so now look where was I? Second Peter 2, verse 14. They commit adultery with their eyes, and their desire for sin is never satisfied. They lure unstable people into sin, and they are well trained in greed. They are well trained in greed. <laughs> they get the lesson from the other uh, Alpha wolves in sheep clothing, okay? That's where they get it from. They get it from them, them. Ungodly, unholy, never sanctioned by Jesus. Seminary schools who are ran by the Illuminati and Freemasonry. Come on now, okay? They live, they, this pastor, okay? okay? They live under God's curse. Verse 15, why? They have wandered off. The right road and follow the footsteps of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved to earn money by doing wrong. Come on now. Come on. That is why we have to read the Bibles for ourselves, especially where it talks about how we are free from the law, how we are now up under grace through the oh, the wonderful work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And what we need to know about these false prophets and teachers and greedy pastors, because if we stay underneath them, we too shall share, okay, in their destruction. And let me tell you something. It's bad enough that if I don't stop it, I'm going to hell. But I on sure it's not going to hell while that fat cat greedy pastor had all his pleasures taken care of in this lifetime. For now, us who we trying to live right to end up still in the lake of fire? I don't think so. Number seven, okay. In the book of Malachi 3, like we just read, Okay, the prophet of God was speaking to the priests, not the Israelites. Number eight, you are not an Israelite by blood or genealogy. So why are you keeping the law? Look, listen, unless you could, okay, by records, not hearsay or not the the false uh, cult the Hebrew Israelites, okay? Not them telling you that how you are black people, how you are really the lost tribes of of Israel. Now, it can't be proven. They can't even prove it about them own selves, okay? Okay, that group is nothing but racist and sent by the devil to cause divisions and, and racial unrest, Okay, so now look, okay, you are not an Israelite, you're not, okay, because um, if you feel as though that you have to tithe, and um, and the preacher, uh, bank account is somehow the the storehouse, and that uh, he's the Levitical priest to accept your tithe, absolutely not, he is not an Israelite either, because Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this reminder that the people brought the tithes and the offerings to the priests of the Levitical tribe of Levites. That pastor sitting up there is not from the tribe of Levites. We have no business bringing him a tithe in the first place. Now, love gifts. Yeah, money to help, whatever that needs to be uh, done at the church. And he says, listen, we have a need, people. Um, we need to send these uh 15 uh young men and women out into the mission fields. So we, are, we need to get some plane tickets for them or hotel stays or whatever it is. So as a group, as the church, as the body of Christ, we come together and we cough it up out of love okay but he is not the priest of the levitical tribe of levites so we don't bring no ties to him so he is out of order and in violations uh, and in violation of the scriptures come on people this is why we need to i can't say this enough crack open these bibles to see what's going on about this money and about this tithing and about these priests and about the storehouses and what heavens are going to be opened up who was god talking to why he was giving them the business in the first place okay number nine okay and I'm, I'm 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 finna close y'all i'm finna close number nine there is no longer one temple where the Israelite priests gave offerings to God for their sins. Those who have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior from sin are the temple of God. And we see this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. So come on, let's go over there. Come on, because we need to set our eyes on the truth. On the truth, because we thinking... We doing things correctly by bringing this pastor, who is not a priest from the tribe of Levites, a tithe, and that church is not a temple. What I say, First Corinthians three sixteen. Let's get to it. Where we at? Where we at? Is uh, sixteen. Here we go. Okay, talking about how we are the temple of God. It said, "Do you don't you realize?" Don't you realize that all of you together, all of us, the body of Christ, together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you. He lives in us. We are the temple. No more is there a brick and mortar temple. Temple. Now, man on their own went out and created these brick and mortar uh, buildings called churches okay fine okay maybe not everybody wants to meet up at anybody's houses like they did in the first century church did meeting down at chloe's house meeting over there at priscilla's house okay fine so man on their own went and erupted um i'm sorry erected a uh, building's Put a sign up front talking about church. We all come down here on the the pagan Sunday and um, come down here and we're going to worship the Lord. But when you come, you make sure that you bring some money because I got to keep these lights on and you better do it. Otherwise, God's going to curse you for that. And that's why you're having all those problems in your life. Absolutely not. Okay. Number 10. Jesus Christ did not come to abolish the law, but rather to fulfill it by living a sinless life and dying on the cross for the sins of the entire world, and he said, it is finished. John 19.30 means he fulfilled the law. Don't let that lying preacher talking about, oh, that meant that, oh, now, you don't have to be sick no more. You don't have to be broke no more. Now we can get in on Abraham's blessing. If you don't sit down somewhere, matter of fact, get off off the pole pit and come sit down here with us and let the Holy Spirit walk us through the scriptures because you got it wrong, Pastor. Number 11. Modern day false teachers can start a church organization without any federal or state regulations and begin teaching this tradition of men and false doctrine without any scrutiny whatsoever. And that is why they take advantage of that okay that's why they could beat us in the head ain't no regulation over tithing how much by law we need to give there is a separation of state and the church and they use that to their advantage to tell you and feed you with whatever lie that would get you to cough up the ducats okay they need to stop with it and yes tithing is a tradition of men it is a doctrine of devils god never said nothing that over here in the first century um i'm sorry the 21st century that we need to tithe money okay he mentions nothing about tithing he mentions giving giving cheerfully not out of necessity, not out of compulsion, not out of manipulation, not out of brow beating, but cheerfully out of your heart, wherever you now want to give. If you want to give a million dollars, give it. If all you got is a dollar, you bring that and God will bless the works. He said he will bless it then everybody will get to hear what you hear. The full counsel of the word of God. And in closing, number 12. Okay? Because we were talking about the 12 things we need to know about this tithing. Because we think we got to do it. And we do not. Let me get a trumpet out. We do not have to tithe. So if you want to know, um, do we have to tithe? No no we do not what we do do is we give we give whatever it is now if you want to say well i've been setting aside you know this a 10 i'm just used to giving 10 okay well then give the 10 but give it out of your heart to give not because you think that you're going to be up under some curse and that's the difference listen if you already have it in your budget Uh, 10% and you've been doing that for so long and this is what you want to do, okay, because that's in your heart to do, but do it freely. Don't do it like this law that you got to do it and if you miss a week, oh my goodness, your whole world is going to come to a crash and halt, okay? Now, number 12, if you are not serious about your salvation in Christ and commit yourself to being a student of the scriptures for yourself, you will be taken for a ride, just like I was, okay? You will be taken for a ride with this false doctrine that has emotionally, emotionally, that's why why I was finna cry about a half hour ago into this teaching, because it is emotional that they've been lying to us, Putting us back on that broadway, Back to hell. So what? So you can live high off the hog? And that's the truth of the matter? Not that you're trying to get the gospel out. Not that you're trying to uh, win lost souls over there in Africa and China and Russia. No. It's just so that you can live fly? Word. Really, Pastor? Because the Bible just told us over there in 2 Peter chapter 2 about all the sin that you're in, and you're running after Balaam, you're running after that mega church pastor down the road that's raking in the dough, and so you two gonna follow suit, also you can look good, and smell good, and feel good about your sin, and you're coming up there in the church week after week, boasting, dressing, looking so good, and that and how we back there barely could stitch two pieces of cloth together to get on down to the church to look presentable, okay? And you look you up there with your with, with your Gucci shoes on and your Gucci belt and your Rolex watches coming up there with your unscriptural, unbiblical armor bearers, like as if they are the men in black and your first lady up there, which is again unscriptural. And there's nothing biblical about that, exalting the wife, first lady. No, Christ is first. See, over there in the world, they got the first lady, you know, the president's wife. We don't bring nothing in the world over here to the church. And she's sitting up there with her big old hat on, with her $2,000 dress on, making a scene of herself. I mean, just the... Uh, Over the top, over elaborate, you know, and half of them, truth be told, looking like a Jezebel with the tight booty skirts on and those five inch stiletto heels on and all of this hair just whipping it, flipping it back and forth. Come on now, with with her $300 handbags. Meanwhile, I'm bringing a Walmart shopping bag. Come on now, stop it. And you see, and this is where it gets so emotionally uh, emotional that it damages us. It damages the, the masses, okay? We are being shipwrecked in our faith because we don't see the money that we have been putting into the buckets. And we have yet to see any money. But I know what we do see, though. Oh, we see that pastor coming up with the latest, the current year that he's living in SUV though. Okay. We seeing how he's coming up there with the, with, with the gold necklaces and the gold bracelets and the, the, the gleaming diamond watches. Oh, and the pinky rings. Yeah. We see all of that. Hoping and praying that this week. Oh, I'm going to have big faith for God. Oh, I'm having big faith this week because I need to get a bill paid. (sighs) Heaven forbid. In closing, my people, let me leave you with this. No, we do not tithe. No, nor do we have to do it. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Okay? And Jesus did not send that pastor. If he's having your tithe, he's apostate. He has fallen from grace. The tithe will forever be food in the Bible that is eaten and there is no mention of gold, silver, or any form of money being tied to the Levites or the priests. Notice also that the tithe command was only given to the children of Israel and not to the new covenant believers. Okay, in Leviticus 27, 30 to 33, and I will leave you all with this. Okay, because you see, God's biblical type is always crops and livestock. Verse 30, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto God, unto the Lord. Verse 31. And if a man will at all redeem all of his tithe, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. Verse 32. And concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Verse 33. He shall not search whether it be good or bad, neither shall he change it. And if he change it at all, then both it and the change thereof shall be holy. It shall not be redeemed. Glory be to God for your word. Amen. He's saying that the tithe is always, will always have been about the fruits, the grains, the herds, and the, and the what he said, the flocks. The flocks. It was never about gold or silver or money or coins. It was never about that in the first place. And so with that, my people, I'll let y'all go. I pray, I pray through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that that teaching has been made clear and concise. We do not, we do not have to tithe. We new covenant believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we give cheerfully out of our hearts whatever it is that we have to give. And we do that because we know the pastor has to get paid. The lights got to stay on. If there's a mortgage on that building, that got to get paid every month. We get that. We're not saying at all that we don't give no money because we know it takes money to run a ministry. We're not dumb, pastor, okay? You think we are, but we are not. We love Jesus. We don't love you more than we love our Lord. We appreciate that if Jesus did, in fact, send you, we appreciate his gift to the body of Christ. Amen. And with that, people... I'll let you go, Lord willing. Until next time, i speak to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.